Welcome back to Mantalk.ke, guys. Another week, another episode, and uh, we're so glad for the response on the last one. The comments, the DMs. Um, we'll get into an email later. Um, but yes, thank you. There's an email. Stick around. Stick around. We're gonna talk. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the email. Okay, let me finish the intro. We're gonna get to the email, guys. So stick around for that. Yeah. Yes. So I have to say a massive, massive thank you to. Everybody, it's my first week back in Nairobi and going out and about, I've seen somebody every day that I've been out that listens to Man Talk. So those interactions have been amazing. Shout out to everyone that's come up to us and said they love the episodes, told me they fit their favorite part. If you do see us, come and tell us your favorite part. We love it. It's been such positive interaction. So thank you to everyone. Thank you. Um, Oscar, do we go into the email now? Because I feel like we're talking about interactions. Yeah. Do, do you want us to go? Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, as Oscar, I'm she- very offended. <laughs> I noticed that it was a one, you sent it to mantalk.ke, it was addressed to Dear Mwenda. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. My yes. name is not Mwenda, <laughs> but his is. <laughs> hey, and it, and it was a very passionate four page mm. letter, but I feel. We did ask for it. I we, said, Yeah. I said in one of the episodes, I said that I wish women were more romantic and I wish they were like Aaliyah back in the day and they were okay in writing a four-page love letter yeah i didn't say write me a four-page love letter uh, but you i did. just said I, but yeah, you did i said it was, I, it was a very well it written was an, letter i it think was, no, it was yeah. very well structured was, to be fair she is very creative in the, her writing so the, i'm the not language. sure if it's a she or a he though it's definitely a she uh, are you, are i can sure? tell from the <laughs> linguistic skills mm. that she had mm. uh, it was a glorious letter so thank you <laughs> to that person i will be responding uh within five to ten business working days yes so, uh, yeah thank you for that episode um episode that email now Let's jump into what this week is about. What okay. this week is about. I don't think it was. Would you say it's inspired by something that's happened recently to us, or it's just a, yeah. a topic we want to yeah. talk about? I have a story that introduces the topic. Perfectly. That was a leading question. Please. Yeah. Go. yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> so, we've just I've come across a lot of um, creatives mm-hmm. and a lot of people who are in the professional market, mm-hmm. and I think that they share a similar issue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is. I think a lot of people who are working are mm-hmm. bad negotiators uh-huh, uh-huh. in the sense that they don't know how to get themselves deals that make them happy uh-huh. and that reflect real value uh-huh. in the businesses and in their professional lives. Yeah. Um, and we've seen this, whether it's in social media, uh-huh. with influencing and the uh-huh. influencer market, uh-huh. whether it's with architects who are constructing, whether it's yeah. lawyers who are negotiating, uh-huh. a salary, yeah. everyone across the board, even uh-huh. doctors uh-huh. are happen to feel mm-hmm. but you know to feel underpaid yeah. especially in this kenyan market mm-hmm. so um we sat down and decided we're going to come up with a topic that allows us mm-hmm. to share kind of some of the skills that we've picked up mm-hmm. when it comes to negotiation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what the episode is about today today the episode is about the art of negotiation how can we yeah. Yeah. get our mantalk.ke community to get deals that make them happy mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are a true reflection of the business value and the values that they bring to yeah. any organization, mm-hmm. business, or social environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very true. Um, I think as well, one of the things we like at Mantalk is that some of these things in the school, you're not taught about this sort of these like soft skills. And yeah. there's a lot, there's a massive, there's loads of gaps. And yeah. even from like interactions online with people, we notice there's a lot of gaps. So this is just one we want to fill. Um, we're both like under 30. We've both got limited yeah. um, knowledge, limited experience, yeah. but we can give and regurgitate things that maybe we've read, yeah. values that have been passed by somebody more yeah. uh, maybe experienced than us and how yeah. it's helped us so it can help young people of a similar age. Yeah. I think that's like the, the target of the, of Ex- the episode. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea yeah. is to get 
everybody in mm. their day in their day to day life mm-hmm. has to have a negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Beryl told us. <laughs> Beryl, shout out to you. Um, told us that she has to negotiate even when she's crossing the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. it's a negotiation. It's a process. Mm, mm, Getting you. Yeah. Getting someone to agree to give you what you want will yeah. always involve mm-hmm. a negotiation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, Eli, what instances of your life mm-hmm. have you had to negotiate? Um, I think so. With what Beryl said, the the, yeah. the crossing the road, it's yeah. we laugh, but it's so true. Like every single interaction you have is some sort of negotiation. I think typically you can go straight away into like business or like go into work where you've had to negotiate. Yeah. But I feel like the first sort of negotiations that happen is when you're a child, right? Yeah. So, and okay, let, let's let's rewind. So the way I want to kind of approach it rather than like myself is what I've, I told you in one of the shout, one of the um, mantle mentions about mm-hmm. this book I've been reading. I think you've read it too, uh, Sapiens. Yeah. And it sort of goes back into like the story of evolution as, 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 uh, as humans and the whole journey as t- until like now, you know, for mm-hmm. all the revolutions, agriculture, industrial. And um, one of the things they talk about is how humans have a and humans and also chimpanzees we're going to get into a chimp theory later uh, how humans the reason that we're distinguished and we've excelled above other species is because mm-hmm. we have that part of our brain where we can actually um come up with i wouldn't say falsities but we can we can tell stories and we can tell stories and we can reserve the truth and give it give it to somebody in a regurgitated way to fit our needs like those are the things that make humans and chimps differentiate from animals because if you're talking about like a like a lion, they can't they can't lie. Yeah. A really funny uh, study they did is they noticed that a chimp could tell another chimp that there's a lion behind the tree when there's not, and then you find the chimpanzee laughing. Like so, these kind of this sort of ties into negotiation where it's putting across a story or a narrative to sort of fit your needs, right? Yeah. So I think the first the first point where I think I'd sort of start a negotiation and where everyone does is when it's kids because kids have this first, uh, this first instinct to lie, like to their parents, the first instinct to say, did you, did you do that? No, I didn't. And because they don't want to have the consequence afterwards. So yeah. I think it goes into a journey like that, but like now at the age of 20, 29, you in your late twenties as well, I think my negotiation has spanned across like my friendships, like my family. Um, but if we're talking about um, business, I'll say the key things I've seen in terms of negotiating and that is a principle that I sort of apply is making sure that when I do go into a negotiation, because I've had some shockers, like they've, they've, they've not always been, they've not always worked, but I've had some shockers, but the ones that have done me very well is I've gone in there not caring if I lose. I feel like when I have that mindset, I can go in there and think, this doesn't work out, I'm okay. Yeah. I, and that can come across very positively to someone because they're already seeing like competence. So yeah. when I go into negotiation, one of my things is, be okay with leaving with nothing and you'll leave with the most. Yeah. That's been, if there's like a one, one that's sort of yeah. stuck with me and I always yeah. have at the back of my mind, it's yeah. that. The, um, the, yeah. the concept you just stated mm. yeah. is yeah. called the protagonist negotiator. Yeah, protagonist, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, mm. when you sit down mm. and negotiate with someone, mm. you've already measured the mm. alternatives to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, you yeah. know, so you know that mm. every negotiation that you enter, you're either going to end up better mm. off. Yeah. Um, you mm. know that you're the best possible option yeah. and that the person negotiating with you, mm. when you measure yourself against the alternatives you have for them, you have certain strategic pieces of information yeah. that substantially differentiate uh-huh. you from everyone else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you see, that's why when you enter a meeting, yeah. you you know the alternatives. You yeah. understand yeah. what's, you know, what mm. what 
opportunities are there for the person who is entering mm. the negotiation room with you yeah. and what opportunities you present to them. Mm. So that position of the protagonist negotiator is absolutely essential. Yeah, if you yeah. don't do your due diligence mm. and understand what their needs are vis-a-vis yeah. -vis how you can match their needs, yeah. you're, you're not ready for negotiation. No, yeah, you're yeah, not ready for yeah, negotiation yeah. at all. Yeah, a, a, really, a really good sort of example of that is... Um, yeah. And before this lesson, I'm going to rise up my hands so I don't forget yeah. the terminology. Um, and the guy who who spoke about this, yeah. it's called uh, he's called Chris Voss. Yeah. Uh, so his background is he uh, he used to work in the FBI. Yeah. And then he, now he sort of trains business and high performing people yeah. to be able to negotiate and get the best out of their life and across the board. But um, some of the principles, I'll just say one, then we'll get into them later. But some of the principles he says, um, sort of tying in in line with uh, what you said about the protagonist negotiation, yeah. is also. It kind of, it kind of, when you, when you match the two, yeah. If you go in there and he says to go into negotiations, yes, with your due diligence and with that due diligence, having um, it's it's called tactical empathy. So you're not going into that person, going into negotiation, thinking this person is the company. You're going into there thinking who is this, this person, person yeah. not the situation. Yeah. And when you when you're having that that interaction with the person, there's certain like steps you can take to be able to remove them from their maybe their corporate role and their, where their mindset would have been before you came. Yeah. And it's called active listening, right? So when you're actively listening to this person, when you're negotiating, you, you've learned about them, you've gone on their LinkedIn, you try to find out something about them. And now when you're there, like you said, you're using that due diligence and you manage to like extract their, their human side to be able to now connect with them on a basis that's not just yeah. this professional or what we're trying to yeah. sort of achieve here. And um, there's a really interesting tactic that he says to use when you're doing that. So say yeah. me, and you, me and you are talking, right? And I've picked up that maybe you're a big basketball fan, right? Or you're, or you, or the way you, the way you approach life, I've sort of figured that out from you. What they like, what they say is to get to that space, space where you've understood the person is while you're talking to use things that's something called mirroring, right? So whenever you sort of say a sentence, ah, yeah. yeah, you say a sentence, you'll say the way, the way these, these lights are on set is, uh, is really, it's, it's really upsetting me in the way it's going on my, on my left ear, right? Yeah. And then I'll respond like, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, the way the lights are coming across to your left ear is really, and you lead with the end of their sentence. Yeah. So all of these factors that we're saying, like the due diligence and then the tactical like empathy, when you're sort of using all of that, you get yourself in a conversation with somebody and you lose all of the airs and graces and you're managing to have a one-on-one. -on -one, yeah. And at the back of mind, you don't mind leaving with nothing and you manage to extract the most out yeah. of the negotiation. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. Yeah. First of all, mm -hmm. um, that's a very, it's a very shrewd skill because yeah. what you end up, who you end up negotiating with is mm. you end up negotiating with the person in front of person you front rather of than you. the organization mm. itself mm. and mm. the responsibilities and negotiating position that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very helpful because you see the form that you've put them in now, yeah. it's no longer me versus you mm. or it's not give and take. Mm. It becomes a collaborative problem solving exercise. Yeah. So yeah. like you make this person mm. also enter emp an empathetic state yeah. and yeah. want to actually yeah. concede more yeah. to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. Wait, the term is called, so collaborative questions, right? So yeah. what you explain, it's there collaborative you questions, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for instance, like somebody says, yeah. like your landlord, yeah. like your landlord is is saying that, you know, I need my rent. But when you're using the collaborative questions, you're making him how, answer questions and do the work for, for you. you. So you'd yeah. be like, wait, but how do you how do you think I'll be able to pay this hey. rent when I'm my this is my salary? Yeah. And then you say, OK, maybe you'll be able. And now he's doing the work. You're yeah. now left there and he's yeah. figuring it out for you. Yeah. Then together you've sort of come to a, yes. a negotiation. Conclusion. 
totally requires collaborative mm. problem solving. Yeah, if yeah. you're constantly entering a room and it's me versus you and it's completely yeah. adversarial, yeah. you will you will not enter a facilitative mm. strategic position that's like positive for you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and how you get there, um, especially when you're sitting down and analyzing um, mm. a situation that you're in vis-a-vis, mm. -vis, let's say, let's take the landlord example. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I think that's a good example. Yeah. The landlord example, let's say he decides to hike the rent. Why is yeah. he hiking the rent? Mm -hmm. What is his rationale for hiking the rent? Yeah. Yeah. For you, why is it that you can't be able to make that rent as much yeah. as you don't want to shift your bargaining position? Yeah. One good example would be you tell him, listen, I can't pay you X today. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. pay you X today, mm. but let's enter a payment plan mm. where this is an escalation strategy mm. that I have. I know yeah. for a fact that I can't make that today, mm. but what about tomorrow? Yeah. How can you help me yeah. like, guarantee you longevity? Mm. The yeah. money that I'm giving you today is guaranteed. Yeah. How about yeah. we protect that mm. instead mm. of you mm. hiking the rent? And then mm. at a future data stage, yeah. that's something that we can have. Yeah. If that landlord's priority, because he knows mm. you have to put loss aversion in his mind. You yes. have to put yes. him in the situation yes. where he's thinking, looking for new tenants, mm. you know, he's mm. not as collaborative as this one. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to create a collaborative environment yeah. so that they can assist you mm. while you assist them. Mm. So it's, don't enter negotiation mm. thinking it's um, a war exercise. Yeah. And here's another thing. Let me give you quick tips on how mm. to identify negotiators because everybody mm. negotiates mm -hmm. differently. So the people. You, this is the you, <laughs> <laughs> I have, oh, I have no. sat through negotiations with Eli um and i will explain to you how how he negotiates and it's very hilarious to me whenever i watch it it's just it's just funny um, <laughs> so the first type of negotiator is the analyst so that's mm -hmm. typically my negotiation style so mm -hmm. i look at all of the facts that i brought to the table i look mm -hmm. at their bargaining position mm -hmm. their negotiation position my negotiation position what's my value what's their value mm -hmm. and how can we enter a value exchange that's concessionary and clean you yeah, know like yeah, for yeah. me i care more about mm -hmm. the logical transfer mm -hmm. of value than yeah. i care about our relationship yeah or yeah. i care about um my emotions mm, um mm. when it comes to negotiation i'm mm. very quick i quickly turn blue i might uh -huh. on camera i'm very emotional yeah. but like when, <laughs> when it comes yeah. to negotiation i'm very mm. logical and clear because mm. i like to see what everyone's getting what mm. am i getting and how can we make it as clean a process as possible yeah, yeah. so i'm more focused on the logic of mm. the negotiation i get really irritated <laughs> as a blue negotiator if yeah. i don't see logic yeah if i don't see that this is something that's logical mm. i can't make a deal with you yeah so that's that's the first thing the other type of negotiator is the green negotiator mm -hmm. so this is someone like a green negotiator is beryl beryl is typical green negotiator oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> okay she doesn't know it but she's a typical green negotiator so Beryl cares a lot about the relationship. The client relationship is her priority. Mm. She won't, she won't, she won't overpress mm. the issue if she thinks, okay, this is a client that is has longevity. We have a good relationship, mm. so she's very willing to make concessions. Yeah, yeah. So when Beryl meets a blue negotiator, me mm. and her can work really well because yeah. everything she'll say will be logical to me. Every yeah, concession she yeah, makes, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, it's a logical concession. Quick question on that because yeah. you said it's to do with analyze. So you'd be analyzing, yeah. and she would be also coming to a conclusion as to which is the most beneficial, exactly. right? Can I substitute? Exactly. What if, I know yeah. you're going to get to the next one, but what if your analysis doesn't match what she thinks about the relationship? Yeah. What happens then? She's quicker to concede. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. quicker to yeah. concede. Yeah. And for me, because mm. I'm a logical negotiator, I'm quicker to take. 
Okay. So fair, I'll, fair. I'll 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 take, but I'll also give. Yeah. You, yeah. you see, for me, I, if she gives me an inch, mm. I'll take the inch. Yeah. I won't take a mile. I'll take the inch. Uh-huh. If I give her an inch, she'll take an inch. So mm. inch by inch, we go really well together. Mm. Me and another logical negotiator are bad. He'll be there for days. We could be there for months <laughs> because, like, we are both yeah. seeing different parts but, of but, the board. But look at this. But yeah, look exactly. At the st- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now there's the Eli type of negotiator. His name is the assertive negotiator. An assertive negotiator is red. Um, what they care more in the deal table is getting the deal through, through any means necessary. So he will use emotional, <laughs> he will use emotional, emotional tactics to be able to get you to react. And he will also use um, an emotional argument to be able to allow you to see his perspective. So he'll use empathy. Mm-hmm. He'll use... <laughs> that, and he said Keep it. He said, <laughs> he'll use empathy. He'll use... It's the word use. Yeah. He, it's the word... Yeah. I would say you'll use. use. I you channel. Will use. Okay, I you'll channel. channel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'll channel empathy. He'll, he'll use empathy to get you to channel. his perspective. Mm, mm. Um, he will channel then. Empathy, yeah. See, even now he's doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will channel empathy. He will channel... Um, Emotion, not necessarily a logical argument, mm. because if the logical argument doesn't give him something, mm-hmm. he's not willing to use it. He's mm-hmm. willing to veer you away from the logical argument mm-hmm. and make you concede to his will. So for him, if you give him a mile, an inch, he'll take a mile. It's the truth. You're a red negotiator. I've sat through meetings with you. It's absolutely red negotiating. This is fair. This, yeah. this is this is fair. Yeah. This is fair. You, you, yeah, you give no, him an inch, okay. he takes a mile. But the other thing is he's also very susceptible to emotional arguments. Because if you're constantly giving out emotional arguments, this if I really, counter you really with an emotional going, argument, really you will always make concessions. Mm. So the reason why when me and you are negotiating together, I let you negotiate is because I just wait to see if you get emotionally triggered. If you mm. do, I step in okay, and Let me you. analyze the situation. Let me, Eli, yeah. I'll analyze. Let yeah. me analyze. Let me, as you continue, let me yeah. analyze and tell you this is, this mm. is not clear. Yeah. 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 So that's how you negotiate. In all of our episodes of mantalk.ke, that was the strangest few minutes being analyzed by you. Literally, that was the strangest few minutes. Um, now we've yeah. given away we've given away the game to yeah. anyone that's now going to negotiate with us. Yeah. Uh, so we might cut this bit out. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. So like, yeah. so like that's how mm. that's how we negotiate. Yeah. And 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 it's absolutely important for you to realize when you're in every situation. Every person who negotiates, oh. you have to learn each person and then switch. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. you know you're just stuck you in to, a you shell. Have to adapt, yeah. yeah, you adapt. If you meet someone who's a red negotiator, hit them with some blue. Mm. If you meet someone who's a blue negotiator, hit yeah. them with some red. Be yeah. assertive. Yeah, then yeah. make their logic. You know, mm. shake their logic a bit, and you'll yeah. see. Yeah. Or be green. Mm. Be collaborative. Oh yeah, you're logical. Let's work mm. collaboratively. Yeah. If you're a red negotiator and you meet an analyst, mm. that tends to calm down the red negotiator because mm. the analyst will tell him, "This is this is not logical. This is mm. not logical." Mm. And mm. if a red negotiator meets a green, like mm. you'd think, mm. the re- the green would make a lot of concessions. Mm. So mm. it's up to you to realize, okay, where am I? What mm. are my skills? Yeah. And analyze yourself, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. I think. Um, I'd really encourage people to go and just have a read and analyze yourself yeah. online. Because when you sort of know like the kind of person you are going into a situation. Yeah. Yeah, we're never shooting on a Monday again. Yeah. Or here. Yeah. We'll shoot in summer box ever. Yeah. Like that's the last yeah. time. So yeah, so I encourage people to take what Oscar said definitely and go online and just 
Google is your friend. Just have a have a have a look and yeah. analyze yourself. Like, do I fit with this? Because yeah. if you're equipped and you already know how you act in such in a situation, we love using sports metaphors. If you know you're a goalkeeper, don't go play right mid. Yeah. Because you you haven't you haven't analyzed your abilities, right? Yeah. You'll be there not being able to do anything. Yeah. So go and you know, do do the do 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 the reading. I yeah. think is a, is a, is a good yeah. thing for people. I want us to. Did you want to go? Yeah. There's also another aspect that okay. I've noticed. Like when people uh-huh. are negotiating, they don't really consider, mm-hmm. and it's. It's something that I've noticed happens a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially in meetings you and I have been mm-hmm. um, in the social media space. Okay. People negotiate issue by issue. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst way to negotiate mm-hmm. with people who know how to negotiate. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you see, the reason why you don't want to go issue by issue when it comes to negotiating mm-hmm. is that you it will become tired, pedantic. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to make any concessions. Yeah. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. The cleanest way to negotiate anything ever, package it. Yeah. That's package true. it yeah. like yeah. if you're someone who's let's say a lawyer mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so you know you have a very specific set of skills mm-hmm. um Limnism. yeah 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 you, you have a very specific set of skills in mm-hmm. terms of like let's say you've been litigating for five six seven years mm-hmm. this is the amount of value that you've created yeah if whether it's in legal fees mm-hmm. or whether it's in cases won and cases lost and kind of the experiences because for law anything you do um whether you win or lose you mm-hmm. gain mm-hmm. like you gain experience mm-hmm. You have to learn um, how to package yourself mm-hmm. and sell that to either an employer, whether it's a new firm, mm-hmm. or you have to learn to package yourself and mm-hmm. give that deal to someone. Yeah. If you don't package mm-hmm. yourself in a specific way, or if you don't package your skills and you make it a line by line kind mm-hmm. of. They'll break you down. Yeah, they'll it's break hard you to get down. All the value. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. get all the value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in a business, let's say like you and I submit mm-hmm. proposals, mm-hmm. we don't want it to be itemized and line by line because mm-hmm. negotiating is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's tedious. Mm-hmm. You'd rather come up with a proper value for what you have. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that value is called a reservation price. Yeah. So that's, that's reservation price. Mm-hmm. If you, you have to say, it's, it's a very hard thing because a lot of people I see do it. In terms of instead of negotiating for quality of the relationship, mm. I mean, instead of quality of the deal, you negotiate for qual- for the relationship. You're mm. negotiating to maintain the relationship instead of quality of deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, always focus on the quality of the deal. Don't agree for the sake of agreeing. Mm. Have a reservation price where you go like, if it goes below X, mm. I'm not taking it. And it goes back to what we're saying: being yeah. able to leave there with nothing. Yeah means you leave with the most exactly they won't be able to even get down to that place and when you say the no yeah it's it's a flat no and it, now they have to go and do the work yeah they have to go and do work and figure out how if they really want the deal yeah they'll figure out how to make it happen exactly yeah. and if they don't there's always it's always person. okay there's billions yeah. of people in the world yeah so um i want us to go a tiny bit like sciency and mm. sort of use a quite radical example of how how your mindset works in terms of like looking at value and looking at the world and how yeah. that can impact all these negotiations right yeah uh like i said it's radical but it's it's applicable in a certain way yeah so um when you're sort of looking at the brain right you know you've got the different different areas but we're going to talk about the prefrontal cortex yeah which is the beginning right um and i know there's a danger of, of us using the word lying but in every day there's a there's a it's a spectrum the, there's a spectrum yeah. of lying so when you're negotiating yeah when you're negotiating sometimes somebody knows the price but they're not going to tell you that is by definition lying but it's it's serving a purpose you know it's all about the outcome so um, yeah, when you're looking at the prefrontal cortex, if you look at the the brain of a of a pathological liar, right? This is somebody that lies back to back to back, and they can't they can't help it. So what you'll find is there's there's grey matter and white matter, right? And I don't want to get them mixed up. So if there's any science people, just correct me. But 
I believe the white matter in your brain is is what connects. Um, it's got most of the connections, so yeah. you're able to compartmentalize yeah. areas of yourself and yeah. then portray that. Yeah. And then there's the gray matter, which is where you're able to like make distinctions, right? So what you'll find is with a pathological liar, they're able to use their their white matter a lot, and in that create a narrative and fully believe it. That's why they're able to lie, 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 and lie, right? So when 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 they're using that, they've believed that the thing with them is when they're lying to you, it looks like a lie, but they're actually believing everything they're saying, right? Now the problem with that because you think that like a pathological liar, they should be able to take over the world because they can make any narrative stick and really try and convince somebody. But what happens is the other part of their of their brain, which is the the gray matter, if I remember, the gray matter is that they're hard. To, it's hard for them to see uh, long term and longevity and consequence. Right, so they'll th they'll think in and now, and they'll be like, "I'm going to lie to this person, and it's okay." They haven't thought in six months' time this might sort of come back. The reason I use this, this example is to talk about the the way the pathological liar uses that white matter in their brain to convince themselves of this narrative yeah. until it's completely 100. percent You can't you can't tell that person anything at that moment because, like they said, the way their brain is is sort of wired. Right now, what I want to sort of stress to people that are going into negotiations is if you haven't been able to create a narrative that benefits you, it can be created for you when you're out there. So you'll, you'll be going out there and then someone will be able to tell you, no, what you're offering me is not X, Y, Z. And if you haven't been able to completely convince yourself of what my value is, that person, no matter what uh, part of the, the red, green or anything, they're going to be able to convince you. So there's a psychological aspect of it where you need to have internalized, internalized your value, your value yeah. whether that's looking at peers, educating yourself on we talk about self-development all the time, but somehow being able to maximize your opinion of yourself so that when you're negotiating, that that baseline yeah. is slightly higher. It's, it's crazy you, yeah. how applicable that is to everything across the board. It's true. So when we're talking about like man talk, like mm. we are not the biggest podcast, we're mm. not the biggest YouTube channel, mm. but a lot of our value is attributed to who we are. Yeah. And so yeah. like there's certain, even when we negotiate, mm. there's certain numbers which we just won't see. And we've left a few. And like, we've, yeah, yeah, we yeah. just, it's like, what? Wait, mm. Mm. you thought, you know, yeah. Yeah. or, you know, come mm. on. If we're going out there into the, into negotiation and the, the back, the backlog of um, self-development hasn't been done, then like it happened in one of our negotiations. I won't say, I, I won't say where, but this person tried to sort of break down our our brand as a concept, our, our us as individuals. But even though that person was maybe saying facts in terms of our we couldn't what we listen. are, because of the foresight that we have yeah. of what we're doing, you can't sort of allow anything to mur that path that you're trying to create for yourself. Yeah. So, like you're saying, all of those things sort of tie in, and it becomes really apparent when you're talking to somebody that hasn't actually done that back work. Yeah. Because you're going to be able to just spin them. Well, yeah, the truth. Yeah, the truth about mm. it is, mm. when you're negotiating based on mm. the value you perceive mm. yourself as, mm. and the amount of work you've actually done, yeah. it's a different number mm. completely. Mm. Um, mm. With regard to someone else's logical breakdown of the situation as it is now, yeah. and like you said, you know, the bargaining position that we've consistently you consistently occupy, if you realize that it's it's lower mm. or you're at a disadvantage, mm. then you David and Goliath the situation. Yeah. 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 You reframe yeah. the entire argument mm. to mm. fit your mold. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How my, do you know my thing? There's another, there's another aspect of um, negotiation I've realized. And I think we talked about this in one of the episodes about the sort of creative field is that 
when you're because now I want to take it really practical to somebody who's maybe trying to pursue like the digital, the the content, etc. You know how we said that you know if you if you want to we said this in one of our really early episodes about like entrepreneurship and stuff. Yeah. You know when you're pursuing something that you love, but you know the money doesn't really make sense, and you need to have something else yeah. to be able to give you that stability. So when you're negotiating with the thing you love, oh, you're yeah. not undervaluing. Yeah, yeah. So this ties in. This was uh, when you first started shooting with these, these guys. If you're say you want to sort of like make content, and you're thinking, okay, month by month basis, these are my expenses. I want what I love. I want to be following what I love, and I want that to pay my bills. You're, there's a massive buffer zone, and it varies for everybody. Where it might really dampen even your enthusiasm for what you quote unquote yeah. love. Because if you've sort of gone in there and you've thrown all your eggs in the content creation basket, right? And then you're going to these negotiations and you're leaving with much less because you're desperate. Like you're like, I need to yeah. get my money from this. Yeah. You're going to keep ticking along and then you'll think, wait, this thing I love, maybe I've not actually calculated, you know, what I can be making from it. But flip to the other person who has maybe a career, a business, something that's stable. When they're going to negotiate, they're managing to now firstly extract as much value and also walk away from so much more and still remain like loving what they do because they've not been undervalued and basically told that what they love is never going to really yeah. in a, in make every, them money. In every negotiation, yeah. the one with the highest value is the one who gets to know easiest. Mm, mm, so yeah. if you're in that, always make sure you can say no. Yeah. A lot of people, like I said, you enter negotiation focusing on the agreement, just mm. getting the deal through, however yeah. it'll happen, instead of the quality of the deal. Yeah, yeah And like yeah. we've seen it a lot, especially in content creation, where I'm like, I ask the figure, mm. and here's what's crazy: there are actually businesses mm -hmm. that are making money off of influencers mm -hmm. not pricing themselves yeah. correctly. Yeah. Like it's an entire business model. Yeah. Like someone's entire business is centered mm. on aggregating, yeah. yeah, aggregating mm. influencers. And then promising clients, like, I can get you all these influencers, pay them pennies on the mm. dollar, mm. and keep the change. Mm. Like, that's mm. an entire business model. But if they meet that that influencer yeah. that already has a career, exactly. already has something, they can they can be like, no. And yeah. they're never going to get you for that exactly. price. Because once your price is out there, your it's very hard there. to change. Yeah, it's very hard to change it. Yeah. And, like, when yeah. you change, let's say, like, for us, we periodically re revise our rate cards. Because mm -hmm. at first, we had to join the market and see, okay, this is how much... The mm -hmm. service costs, right? Mm -hmm. This is how much the service has been costing. Mm -hmm. And then we started doing the math. Yeah. You, how can you as an organization want quality content? Mm. People looking a certain way, speaking mm. a certain way, mm. Mm. and then you're paying them uh, you're paying them mm. nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. the and only reason they can do that is because yeah. the desperation. Yeah. It, that those people that are there, maybe they're like, I love it, I don't care. Uh, yeah. I, I I can do it because I Or because it. or because yeah. like there are certain concessions mm. that are being made behind yeah. closed doors mm. that are not necessarily public yeah. information. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it does it just doesn't make sense. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, there's a there's another side to this though, which might sound conflicting, but it really does match up. Yeah. Sometimes when you're negotiating, people can look at it as just a revenue exchange, right? Yeah. But a lot of the time, and I had this conversation with someone I love very dearly. A lot of the time, you might go in there, right? And it might be a case that, um, yes, the figure's low. But what else around that figure do you get, right? Because there's more value in actually experience and time. And I know people hate hearing this, but like there's, there's a lot of value in taking less, but being in an environment where you can actually, in the long term, make more. Make more but right? here's the question mm. I have for you. Mm. At what point do we determine mm. that experience ought to be cashed in? 
and this has been we've been yeah we've been debating it like we've been talking about this because you see Mm. most professionals will come Mm. and tell you oh you've been gaining a lot of experience i'm Mm. so proud of you Mm. pay me then Mm. Mm. pay me for my experience (laughs) like yeah like you'll tell me oh look at all this experience yeah okay Mm. Mm. now Mm. now i've done all these things in my youth Mm. it's time for me to get Mm. my value so my thing is it's not it's i'm talking about more like the environment yeah i know i know i because i know the example i like the environment that you're in yeah you can really maximize yeah with the interactions you have because the person i love very much like they've taken something much less but i'm like if you and we said this on the phone the other yeah, day. it's yeah. important who your boss is like if you are it's important it's who very your important who your boss is. we're talking about this yeah. because you might fight also there's, there's so much to unpack but there's an element of yes you have to also understand when there's a limit so yeah. i think it starts with like you said to answer the question yeah it starts with setting yourself limits boundaries that yeah. you sort of can't go across yeah. and not use it's not going to be at a detriment to the rest of your life right but there's some way you can say i'm going to extract as much value from this person and if i reach my deadline that i've set in my mind like that if we go past a year two years and i've still not seen the value that i thought i'd get yeah i have to sort of move on but while you're there like you can extract so much and that goes i feel like it goes across the board i know it's uh it's not like the sexy thing to say you know stick it stick it out but there is there is some truth in it when you're if young, you have a boundary. Yeah, when you're young, mm. I, I'll tell you. When you're mm. young, not many responsibilities. Yeah. Gain the experience. It's, yeah. it's always fun. Mm. But I've noticed something that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Engineers, lawyers, doctors, mm. teachers, nurses, mm. all of these unionized institutions mm. don't have a salary structure. And, it's, and if they do, they're not periodically revised. Yeah. So what are you going to tell? Are you going to keep telling the youth, experience 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 mm, mm. no pay the you like pay the people who sit at the top make little to no effort to mm. find out okay what's the remuneration standard mm. for people in the commonwealth countries mm. uh, who've gained let's say legal mm. certification yeah you get yeah. what i mean yeah. like yeah. how can we standardize salaries for the mm. youth instead mm. it's become this system mm. where people are sitting in yeah you know yeah. people yeah. are sitting you know in 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 top in like organizations mm. and saying or in in an organization like a company mm. and saying okay what is the market alternative instead mm. of what should be the market standard there's mm. no there's no the negotiating position for the youth is really really bad mm. like mm. so from where I'm sitting I I don't want to advocate publicly mm. for you know experience like that mm. I want experience to be something that the youth have to get Mm. But this market also needs to transfer that wealth somehow to yeah. the youth. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. the inequality gap will just keep growing. Yeah, yeah. And no, that, yeah, but that's my perspective. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I agree with that. And yeah. here's the thing: I think because okay, we can say that maybe that in, this is where proactiveness comes into it, right? Yeah. Because you can say that there's two people: one will sit there and then there's they go there for quote unquote experience for a long period of time, and they've just rem- remained in, in the parameters of their career, yeah. right? Yeah. But that experience for them it has a price tag. And it's not going to go beyond that price. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, but then if there's somebody else that during those years of the quote unquote experience that we hate, but then they've been using their time so proactively and actually using the resource, et cetera, to now package themselves three years down the line next to that person. This person's done no, it's why in school they say extracurricular activities. If this person's done nothing else, that is their price. They can't okay. move. But, do you know I mean? but this person, they've done extra. So now when they go to their next, ne- or even if they, they tr- negotiate exactly, next, or if they're they, in a better yeah, bargaining Or if position. they transcend the environment we're yeah. talking about, like yeah. even if we're talking about Kenya, yeah. I advocate for staying here, making money here. But if you do decide to transcend it and you've done the extracurricular activity yeah. while you're in getting that experience, 
you're so much more marketable. Exactly. And you can't now look at the experience and say, that wasn't it, worth it. No, nah, I Just, agree, yeah? I agree. So there's two yeah, types well, of people. The, yeah, there's, there's two types of people. There's, there's, mm. I've seen this situation, especially to people who are committing a protracted amount mm. of time within yeah. certain organizations. Yeah. You will do so many projects and create so, many, so much mm. value for an organization, mm. but there are no set structures yeah. as to how much you can grow when it comes to remuneration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no remuneration mm. policies. Mm. And there's no external like mm. organization that like makes sure that these associations mm. are taken care of, these yeah. professionals are taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that you find a lot of people who are really, really educated mm. are not making what the market is currently priced at. It's there's a larger conversation mm. a, a, around um, professionals specifically yeah. that I don't think has been had. Mm. You know, mm. and mm. I think it should be had at some 100%. point. Uh, I'm not going to advocate anymore, yeah. but I'll just I'll just make it very clear. Like yeah, yeah. the economics of Kenya, especially when it comes to the youth and this word experience, has been very, mm. um, I think, very exploitative. Yeah, and yeah. we have to come up with systems that make mm. sure that there's a wealth transfer mm. that gets to the youth because we have a very educated youth. The thing that we're trying to get the youth towards is with with the opportunities you have now negotiate better yeah, like yeah. get you a deal yeah, you have to live today today yeah is happening. Today, today is happening. Yeah. yeah get yeah. you a deal that you can be proud of when mm. you you know when you have a business that's small and growing mm. the value of the deals you get is so much more mm. than you know when you're a business with scale yeah you know yeah. if you're supplying let's say i've seen um, there's an interesting um, new business model from notify mm-hmm. where people are stocking yeah if you're able to get good deals where you're supplying you know large um, large markets with mm. goods, large producers, large manufacturers with goods, value that deal. Because mm. if you're able to get that deal through, mm. you're offering employment opportunities for other young Kenyans who mm. are literally mm. at home. Mm. So yeah, and I think that's the crux of this episode. That's why it's such a passionate one because like yeah. for me personally, it's like mm. as the youth we've had to sit down and you're educated, you have skills, you have a lot of experience as a youth mm. in Kenya. Sometimes we sit down and we look at the situation and we're like, where's the hope? Yeah, you yeah. know, but the only reason yeah. I always, I would never be on that side of it. I would never even this. I I understand. Mm. I never want to come across like you know, coming from a place of not understanding. Like I completely get it. Yeah, but there is a there's a real value in the perception you have of the situation. There's such exactly. a value because exactly. as soon as you go into the the mindset of it's against me, you're you, never you, going to make progress. The right that's deal. why yeah. I feel that's why I'm trying to balance it with like yeah. yes, like we I hear it. But there is always like there's no there is yeah. always some avenue that's yeah. not been explored. There's always and, some way. And do you know and do you know another thing? Mm. Bluff. Oh yeah, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, like yeah, even in these negotiations. Yeah. We're like that's about. why he was talking about yeah. the bluff. Now, yeah. if you've realized the environment is hostile, mm. it's tough. Mm. Bluff. Yeah. yeah. Bluff like hell. Mm. Because like if you don't bluff, you will get the deal that you you yeah. know that's not mm. one you can go home proudly with. Bluff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bluff. Go, go. You know, yours. This is what I can supply. This is, mm. what, and you'll hear a lot of business people. That's stuff they don't say. Yeah, they take the tender, mm. not being really not being able to. Up to yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> not being really able to do it. But yeah. like, they'll mm. take it mm. and they'll find a way. You and find, that's you the thing. find work a way. Back, work backwards. Yeah, Just work backwards. negotiate it. Yeah. Get it as long as you have it. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. like find a way. Mm. Like this economy is. Ruthless, yeah. like just yeah. yeah, get the deal and bounce. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. I'd say. But when there's, but thing is also like when there's velocity like this, like up and down. Yeah, it's it's also a beautiful environment to make it work. Okay, there's, okay. it's also yeah. a beautiful environment. Yeah, it's there's something that yeah. there's something that um, Fifty Cent said in his book, and it's just a really practical yeah. skill. Like when you're sort of negotiating, yeah. right? 
Um, and this is something I've done and I looked, I was like, they actually, okay, that worked. Yeah. Is he talks about, you know, just like body language. There's a whole, we're not going to get into it, but there's a whole, there's like loads oh, of information yeah. about it. Um, he's talking about, you know, the, the first one to sort of move. And also I was talking about mirroring in a positive way. There's also the mirroring in a, in a negative way, yeah. where, whereby maybe like in this conversation or in this uh, exchange, there's a, there's a deal going through. I know that you have so much more that you can offer me. Yeah. But as soon as like I let my body language and my the tone of voice and what I'm saying, like match up to what the actual situation is, I've lost, right? So what 50 Cent says, is it's, it's, it was so amazing to see happen in action is when there's somebody that has so much more and has something that you need, never respond to their nonverbal cues, right? So say if, um, <laughs> and it's, it, it's the most uncomfortable few seconds if you don't do it, but say they're sort of, um, they, make a, they make a presentation and then they say how wonderful something is. And then their body language sort of says, and it's, and look at that, how good, how good that is. And you just don't react. Not in, there's a borderline being rude, but like when it's more non, more, more nonverbal. So his body language is saying that this is fantastic. And he's sort of looking at you, like respond to what I'm doing with my body. If you're still in that moment, then it makes that person have to think, okay, he's not responding and I'm not leading this nonverbal exchange. It's in his book, um, Hustle, Hustle Harder or something like that. But I've, I used it once or twice and now watching somebody that had more than me fidget around to try and figure out how i can get this person back Engaged, on board yeah. is the weirdest at first it's so uncomfortable like not reacting because your initial reaction when somebody like nods at you is to nod back or to sort of prompt you is to is to respond to that prompt but if you sit there for the three the three or so seconds that's uncomfortable it's like watching magic happen you just see this person just completely try to refigure so that's another practical example you can do don't Mirror and don't respond to nonverbal cues if the power dynamic is a bit too too obscure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So try it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun, so but it's uncomfortable. Like, it's comfortable. Like yeah, that's what, basically bluffing. Yeah, it's bluffing, but now non yeah. non uh, non verbal. Yeah. You have to, um, mm. Mm. especially if you're young and you're trying to get that first contract that may change your life. Yeah, yeah. You can't supply it. Mm. You don't figure out how you do it. Yeah, yeah. But can't. that comes from being able to say to yourself, "I can supply yeah. it." So channel your pathological liar. Channel it. Channel, channel it. Make the narrative so apparent in your mind. Uh, no, I, I only call it a pathological liar, but... <laughs> no, like, I'm just talking about yeah, the, you know, the brain thing I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, but yeah no, that's uh, the art of negotiation. Yeah, um, did we Did we do the man talk mentions? No. So, my man talk mention, I've just started watching it. It's a bit of a weird one. I like to go one episode, mm. like, academic or mm. very, you know, intense, and one episode, just go and enjoy yeah, yourself. Yeah. Um, and this kind of ties into the bluffing we're talking about. There's a film called The Beautiful Life of Mr. Ripley, right? It's a Matt Damon, Jude Law film back in like the 1999. And this guy is essentially manages to finesse his way into high society and completely steal somebody's identity. It links with this in a, in a, in a positive way, but just the way he manages to use... No, I'm, say, I'm saying, some, firstly, it's an amazing film and also just watching somebody navigate environments that he shouldn't be in and stand there and say, no, I'm this guy is incredible to watch. It's just a great film as well. I thought it kind of links in yeah. like the fantastic Mr. Ripley. That's what it's called. Fantastic um, Mr. Ripley. The one I'll suggest is go look out for the content of this fantastic writer. And mm -hmm. she also put out um, an episode on negotiation on from Stanford Graduate School of Business mm -hmm. called Dr. Maggie Neal. Um, she's written a book called Getting, Getting to Get What You Want, mm -hmm. um, Getting to What You Want um, mm -hmm. by 
It's high in a guy called Thomas Lice. So mm-hmm. that's what I'll plug. Okay. Check out Dr. Maggie if you really want to understand negotiation, mm-hmm. especially with the approach of collaborative pro- problem solving. Yeah. 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 She's really, really good. I'm actually going to watch that. Uh, listen to that. Yeah. 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 You'll, you'll yeah. learn something. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff, nice. guys. Hope you enjoyed it. See you on the next week of Mindtalk.ke. Comment below what you liked most about this episode. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.